that, that in, in fact, if, uh, you know, in the, it, under the right light, we could probably see the rays projecting from your, your godlike uh, head. And I would imagine that all of the Marines under your command would agree with that, would they not? There's no doubt. I actually meant it was a feature of birth, but, but we can go with yours as well. Well, either way, you know, it's a reasonable explanation. Right. All right. Welcome to the podcast. We're here with uh, Mac Ward. Mac is a uh, uh, starting strength coach in uh, uh, in the hinterlands in North Carolina, out on the Emerald Coast, as they call it. Uh, he's the owner of uh, what? What do you what do you call again? The the uh, so we're, we're Crystal Coast Crystal strength, Coast and, strength conditioning. and conditioning, but the CrossFit affiliate is. Uh, CrossFit, CrossFit Emerald, Isle. Emerald Isle. Emerald Isle, that's what I was trying to think of. And uh, uh, he, it's a beautiful resort area out on the Atlantic coast. And uh, uh, Mac is a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps and uh, is in charge of a lot of expensive equipment uh, for reasons that are beyond my ability to comprehend. And, uh, and a lot of guys, too. Hey, yeah, you, and, you, and gals. You, you sold your boat, didn't you? I sold my boat and That's I bought good. a new one the same day. That's the best thing you could possibly have done. We'll, well, we'll, well leave that for the comment section. Yeah, right? so the, the traumatic event of last <laughs> summer drove me to buy a boat that didn't draft the same amount of water. Right. I was not the same after that. Oh, good. I wasn't either. <laughs> I'm still not. I can't feel three or four of my fingers. So well, Mac is... Uh, was telling me a, a minute ago about a about a guy that came in uh, who had suffered a back injury in uh, a uh, functional fitness context and um, uh, technical errors uh, forced us to reboot this. So I want to revisit uh, uh, the approach we were taking. On that question, Mac had said that somebody'd come in, and I said, "Well, Mac, you've had some uh, pretty decent experience with back injuries yourself, and let's talk about that. What happened to you?" So back in 2013, when I went to Afghanistan, I had a significant life change uh, in my daily activities. I went from, you know, an average typical day of walking that an average 46, 7 year old guy goes through to walk roughly a mile each way with about 75 pounds of gear, uh, which doesn't sound so awful, but it's the jumping and the twisting and the moving uh, sideways under all that load uh, over time with limited sleep. And throughout all that, I continued to train uh, to the best of my ability. I can't really pinpoint how I injured my back, but I blame the the day-to-day you know, I don't know anybody that injures their back in the gym uh, unless they're doing functional fitness, of course. Right. right. Um, it seems good. like we injure our back picking up a lawnmower and twisting sideways to throw it on the back of the truck. So that's the kind of activity I was doing, uh, really, with, with abandon. You know, I mean, you're asked to do stuff, so you're jumping on and off vehicles. But essentially... Well, and, and you don't think about what you're doing because it's not time. You that's know, right. we, we've got a bunch, of, a bunch of shit to get done here. Let's get busy and get it done. And the first thing that goes out the window is caution in a situation like that, especially in the context you were in over there. So, you know, to make a long story infinitely short, uh, I 
I, I felt it's you know training. I felt some tweaks in my back, kind of backed off, and then about two three days later, uh, I couldn't I couldn't dorsiflex my left foot uh, any longer. And at the time, I didn't realize what that was. And uh, another starting strength coach, Rory, who was following along on my log, contacted me and said that you know I had a, a serious problem. This is this was something called foot drop. And what I learned was that I had essentially impinged that nerve, uh, likely due to a, uh, I believe, I, there was no MRI available over there, but I impinged that nerve due to a bulging disc and basically shut off all of the, the transmission of mm-hmm. neurons or, to the, my the foot. Nerve conduction down, downstream from the, from the injury in the low back. So that led me to, uh, you know, and when, when I was, so I, I looked it up and found out that when you have this kind of an injury that over the long term, if it doesn't heal itself, that you run the risk of, of essentially permanently injuring that, that pathway down to the extremities. So I got concerned. I don't want to have a permanent injury or lose use of my foot. So when I, when I walked, my foot would slap and I, uh, you know, I couldn't walk on my heels, which is... You know, they they like you to be able to have use of all of your limbs as a pilot, so yeah, it's I was, handy. It is. Um, Did so you I have my, any low back pain during this time? Incredible, incredible low back pain. There was you know, and I, and and I would learn what 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 would make it hurt, and I wouldn't do that. Uh, but you know, I would sometimes, you know, I remember one instance. I was sitting uh, in my office chair, and the pain got so bad, my back seized. I literally vomited. Um, but, you know, so I would, it would just sort of lock up and, you know, I, I would stop what I was doing and let it pass. And then eventually you'd kind of work your way through it. And I think what was happening, as I look back on, is my muscles were seizing around this thing to try and keep me from, yeah. from impinging that. Right. Trying to, trying to keep the thing stable in a, in a, that, that's typically what happens in a back spasm is that there's an impingement and you're, low back muscles go into protection mode and it uh, hurts a lot a lot mm-hmm. a lot so I went to my flight surgeon and uh, he very rapidly deduced that I had foot drop and they wanted to medevac me out of out of Afghanistan and I was about two months into my one-year deployment uh, I was I was against that and um, they were originally going to send me for an MRI. There were no MRI machines there. The nearest MRI was in. Uh, so I was afraid of being sent to Germany and then having those doctors say, you're going home. So I spoke with the doc, with my flight surgeon, and he allowed me 30 days. 30 days to get better and show some sort of improvement before he would force me to go home. And and this was done after a lot of research, and we talked about it. So, you know, the the, the risk of a permanent injury and in after 30 days was was minor. It was was almost so remote as not even to be really discussed. So we could we could risk waiting 30 days mm-hmm. and then address the issue. What he wanted to do was have surgery on my back. Um, so when he agreed to that, I said, "Okay, give me 30 days." And if you remember, I called you that night. Yeah, whatever time it was. Yeah, yeah, I remember that call. Uh, I'm not used to getting calls from Afghanistan, and uh, that was uh, 
you know, I, and I understand your situation of, of, of medical discharge would not look good at the end of the career. And it's not, you know, if there was any way to avoid that, we certainly as hell needed to, needed to uh, get something accomplished. And um, I think you probably got it fixed, right? So I did. Um, you know, we talked, and I don't know if you remember the words or not, but she said, you know, everything heals. Or everybody heals. I don't remember, but it was everything heals to, except cancer. Is what I said. I think that's. I think yeah. that's exactly what she said. Everything heals except cancer. And so with that, you know, and I'll tell you, those words rung true in my mind. And and you and I talked about a couple of different options. We talked about the Star Rehab Protocol. We ruled that out because this wasn't a muscle belly injury. Uh, and and you reminded me at the time about keeping the back an extension and starting light and we kind of have to figure it out and we had a couple emails back and forth over the next couple of weeks but what I ended up doing was uh, I went back to him and said I've got a plan and he said okay what is it and I said well I'm going to back squat and deadlift <laughs> I would love to have been in the room when you told him that that would have been a really hilarious afternoon I'm sure so to his credit he said, uh, okay, but uh, don't do anything too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doug. Uh, <laughs> so I said, well, heavy to me or heavy to you? And, and he said, Mac, uh, don't be stupid. This is serious. And I said, okay. I said, uh, give me 30 days. And he did. So uh, later that afternoon, I went to the, to the gym and... Uh, you know, I won't go over the specifics of it, but essentially I found that deadlifting helped the most uh, because my back was able to remain in perfect extension. And I found that on certain days, depending on how tired I was, I had limited control over my sleep, my diet, my, my, my timing, um, you know, what I was able to do during the day. I couldn't just say, well, I'm going to go lie down for a while. Uh, so I was forced to maintain my regular schedule. The only thing that was taken away from me was my ability to fly. So I was down for this period of time, which made it a little easier uh, in some regard, but uh, it also put me in a chair, which was very, very painful. Mm -hmm. But squatting was tough because there's a little bit of flexion at the bottom, uh, particularly as you get heavier. If you, if you actually go to depth, there'll be a little minor flexion at the bottom, as we know. And, Tiny um, little bit of movement. Normally, it's and, not a problem for a for a guy without a back injury. It's it's not a problem at all. But in your situation, it would have been a problem. It hurt. So I I you know I, the other I spoke to another starting strength coach, uh, Doctor Sullivan, and he said to me that the biggest thing that I needed to do is manage the pain, and he didn't want me to take any sort of uh, narcotics or anything like that. Of course, they weren't available anyways, but. He recommended a pretty aggressive regimen of Motrin and Tylenol alternating every four hours. And he explained to me something that I've explained to a number of people since then, that, that, the, that the, when the pain fires, when those little guys fire, just like your muscles, they get stronger. And if you don't get them under control, that, that if it's just constantly in pain, that eventually, you know, just the smallest thing, they fire so hard. Mm -hmm that that just drives the pain and you've got to manage this pain. When I had my knee operated on back in uh, 
And uh, she said to me, if you had had back surgery, your symptoms today would be exactly what they were are now without the back surgery uh, that, that's been shown time and time again. Right. One year later, it's going to be the There's same. There's not much difference in the, in the approach, surgery or no surgery. That's absolutely that's right. true. And uh, I think Austin talks about that in the article. He does. And, and he brings up another point there about you know, the MRIs and, and, and the, the, the direction of thought of the patient. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got an injury now, and they become focused it's on this It's been diagnosed. I have a back injury. Boys and girls, and I, we talked about this on the podcast before, you all have back injuries. By the time you're a, a grown-up adult, there are degenerative changes in your spine. That's part of being a biped, and uh, it's unfortunate, but it's true. And uh, if you start focusing on this kind of thing and worry about what your x-ray looks like, worry about what your MRI diagnosis is all the time, you're not going to be able to effectively deal with the pain because the perception of injury will keep you from doing the things you need to do to get it fixed. This is terribly critical. And Mac's story bears this out. I mean, with everything on the line, he deadlifted. And five weeks later, he's fine. So what, is, what, what happened with the, the client that came in uh, from the functional training? This is going to be a good story, I'm sure. So, so before I finish this, the only uh, bad part of the whole thing was to add insult or injury. At the end of my recovery, I had to prove that I could pass a PFT, which is a three, includes a three-mile run. Right. So I ran this three miles. It took me a little less than 26 minutes, which is pretty good for a 245-pound guy at the time. And uh, with a back fucking, injury, my, my my back injury injury immediately flared back up. Right, of course, right, I, didn't, right. I didn't say anything, guy. But no, no, you got to uh, keep that to yourself. Oh God! So you know, it, it put me it put me back into the rehab for another couple of weeks. But I think we know what caused the back injury to begin. No with, question. Right? Yeah. So it's because I'm too big. You're you're too strong. Too big. So you're too, you're too shiny on the head. That's what it is. Your <laughs> so, head is too shiny. That's, that's a god. That's a parent thing. Parents, that's back injury. It's bad parents. So I want to hear the story about the functional training guy. All right. So this client comes in and he's been doing functional training. Right. And uh, he, you know, he's walking a little funny. A friend of mine, and he said, you know, I, I've lost feeling in my left leg and I've injured my back. I said, well, what do you think happened? You know, were you working in the yard or what? And he said, no. Um, I know exactly what had happened. I was deadlifting 135 pounds uh, functionally. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> functionally, what does that mean? It means he functionally injured his back. Is what it really means. So, <laughs> how do you functionally deadlift one thirty-five? Uh, Isn't that it, a warm-up for like a four hundred five deadlift? What do you? And and that's it. He was actually warming up, and uh, he didn't take it seriously. Uh, and he said he just kind of bent over and picked it up because he was just you know doing whatever it was he was doing. And he said he felt it. He knew something was wrong at the time. Two days later, he had a numb left leg, or right leg. His leg, his right leg was numb. Right. So oh. I heard about this, and I called him in. And I said, dude, you know, I, I've had foot drop, and I told him the whole story. And, and he looked at me, and he said, wow, you know, I, I really wish I'd known. You know, I, that, you know, this is really interesting. Well, hey, it's been on the website. Did you tell well, him that? Did you don't read the website? You, you said, buddy, what, what's his name, Bob, Ralph? Read the website. You don't read startingstrength.com? It's on the website. 
I guess you talked to him like that, right? Uh, well, I want to keep him as a client. So oh, okay. I just, what I did say was, you have four starting strength coaches here, a total of three advanced degrees. Uh, everybody here has, you know, there's there's over a hundred hours of coaching. We know what we're talking about here. Um, why didn't you come and talk to us? And you know, he said, "Well, I went to a doctor," which is what well, I mean, he is. And after all, he is a doctor. No, he's not a doctor. He went to a doctor. No, the guy that he went yeah. to is, yep. you know, a doctor. And no. guess what he has? He's got a bulging disc in his low back. What else? Uh, he's got degenerative changes in his low back. He's probably got, uh, let me think. Uh, One more. Decreasing. Oh, he's uh, got stenosis. In his, yeah, so you're right. Okay. How old is this guy, just out of curiosity? 45. Well, look. Let's go back to what we talked about earlier. If you are 45 and you go to the doctor with back pain and you have an MRI, you will show degenerative changes in your low back. 100% of you will show that whether you are symptomatic or not. Because by the time you are a 45-year-old biped, your back has started to deteriorate a little bit from the upright position. This is an irrefutable fact. If you have back pain, you will MRI positive for degenerative changes in your low back. These will then be blamed for the pain. It may or may not be responsible for the pain. But once you are diagnosed with degenerative changes in your lower back, which you already have if you're 45, then you have back problems on paper. It's in your medical history. Which is and, good for disability. Which is really, really good for money from the government. Or it might be real, real good to uh, get you out of a out of a career, depending on what uh, <coughs> you know what your situation is. But but what we're trying to tell you is that if you deadlift and squat correctly, and and do the, a barbell approach to the rehab, most of the time, really, you'll be okay. You'll heal up. Everything heals except cancer. And uh, I, how is he now? Well, he won't. He didn't listen to me. And he's on. He's on his way to back surgery. That happens. Well, and what happens at back surgery? Well, in his case, they're going to fuse. Uh, two of his vertebrae together, which I, I told him he will regret for the rest of his life. Yes, he probably will. Sometimes but, there's a good outcome, usually there's not. So since I wrote that article uh, describing my injury for starting strength, I've had, uh, I, I, I'll estimate, eight or nine serious inquiries about it. And I've spoken with every single one of them on the phone, I think. And uh, four of them have followed back up with me, you know, and... Mm -hmm. And they'll give me a couple of calls. And 100% of the people that I have had follow-ups with have had what they would consider to be a 100% recovery. Right. And in every single instance, they deadlifted and back squatted with a barbell. But this guy is going to have surgery. This guy is going to have surgery because he's a functional fitness guy. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I... You know, I believe had he been on the strength side of the gym, he never would have had the injury. 
but you know, a lot of these a lot of these guys back there are sore. They're sore all the time, as all you know. The time. And okay. and the response, you know, it's like a disease. Well, we got to do more of it. Right. It's a disease. So uh, here we are. And uh, the the point is. Uh, the, the guys that I get that come in, I get them to go to the strength side. If your back's bothering you, you need to properly deadlift musculature around your spinal column and quit depending on the discs to do the job that your back is supposed to do. Right. And that's to keep this thing. So, you know, ultimately, uh, and, and the second order consequences to all of that are, and I find this in my own experience and with my clients as well, that when you learn how to properly deadlift in the gym, you end up taking that into life. Right. So, right. And right. it you, prevents injuries else, elsewhere. Right. You, you, if you learn to set the muscles of your low back and around your, around your abs in a way that holds your back in normal anatomical position while you're loaded in the gym, uh, it carries over uh, to the lawnmower. It really does, and uh, uh, this is just a beneficial side effect of, of doing barbell training. You learn how to move correctly under a load. So the other piece of this that, you know, that, that frustrates me when clients come to me and ask for help, a lot of them will get these steroid injections, and they'll get these things that shut off all of that pain, and uh, in my opinion, uh, the, the Motrin Tylenol protocol is better because some pain to guide you as you work your way through recovery is necessary. Uh, if, you're, if you're just uh, shut all that off and you continue to aggravate that thing, you're going to slow right. your recovery. Right. The, this, the, the, the pain is actually valuable input about position. When monitored yes. or controlled. When, when controlled. Right. When, when kept under control. Uncontrolled pain is uh, horrible. It's not a good. It's not a good thing. But by the same token, numbness is not a good thing either. So uh, I think I think Sullivan's approach to this is uh, is quite useful. Uh, so anyway, Mac, you seem to be doing pretty well now, and uh, I'm glad you've been able to uh, take this experience and help other people with it because. So often, if they'll listen to you, so often, uh, this is the least invasive approach to the problem. Deadlifts are, are, are not a terribly invasive approach to the problem. Back they're surgery is. I'd say they're functional. I think they're functional. I do too. I think deadlifts are the most functional thing you can do. And I recommend them. And I'm glad that uh, our experiences uh, are congruent in this manner. Thanks for being with us, Mac. Thank uh, you, Rip. Appreciate, uh, appreciate your work out there on the Atlantic coast. Uh, if we're invaded from the east, it's good to know that you're standing there in the way, right? In my new boat. Right, in your new boat. <laughs> and we appreciate you being with us on the podcast. Thanks for watching. See you next time. All right. Thanks, Rip.